That's right, everybody. You are listening to Ring the Bell Radio, a wrestling podcast. I, of course, am JD, the one and only. Thank God. I don't think the world could handle two of me. And as always, sitting here in the room here with me is King Logan, sitting in his nice magnanimous box on his throne. Yes, yes. Hello, my adoring listeners. I, you know what? I know you told me this. What are you the king of again? Wishful thinking. The king of wishful thinking. Um, I'll get yes. over you. I know I will. I pretend. <laughs> oh, God. That is not um, my theme song. I demand you play it. Yeah, I demand you play it. Okay, we got to play that. Ne- next week, we will play that. Okay. Like that. Yes, next week. We will have that up on the uh, the soundboard ready to play. Um, who I could tell you is not with us here in the studio uh, this week is uh, Rabbi Barris, because uh, as you know, Logan, he is out on his, he started his rabbi tour last week. Yes, he did. Yeah. And he's supposed to be calling in here in a little while. Um, but before we get into the show um, tonight, we are actually going to be starting what is going to be, how, how do I say it? A one of multiple in a series of uh, pay-per-views that we are going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Just like that. Just like that. Okay. That's how you would say it. <laughs> okay. So we're going to be starting with uh, SummerSlam 92. But before we do that, there is something that I thought was funny that happened to Logan. And he's probably going to yell at me by going, oh, you're laughing oh, at my pain. Oh, my God. Yeah. He, he was in here um, uh, earlier today. And he's walking down the hallway from where our little staff lounge is. And uh, I know you were um, you were getting the day's notes off of Sharon out there. And, yes, I was. I was doing my job. Yes. And I'm, I'm sitting in here in the studio going over my my notes. And I just hear a big, like, quonk, 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 And so I'm like, what is that? And so I open up the open up the door to the studio and Logan just. I don't know how he did it because there's nothing to trip on. He just face planted right right on the floor in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> what he's not telling you is I landed right on my face. Yes. So I got a yes. nice bruise on my head, my nose, and my nose was bleeding. And and this asshole stands and goes, are you right? And I'm like, no. And then he laughs. I did. I laughed. He just <laughs>, laughs at me. okay you have to understand when i opened the door and the picture i saw and you were carrying like a tray of 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 your snacks that you always have but and and then you had your little your little pad folio that had your folder that had all your your notes for the show in it but you open it up and and it looked like your the 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 brownies were everywhere one of them was sticking to the wall (laughs) papers all astrew and then when i look out and he's just going Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> it is funny. It was funny. And then there's me. Actually, I didn't ask if 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 if, if you were okay. I actually asked, <laughs> did it hurt right away? <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that's what happened to uh, King Logan earlier. So, <laughs> yeah. Ha ha. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I kinda... was a bloody show. Come <laughs> okay. On. So, anyway. As I said, this is going to be the first of many in a in a series of uh, pay-per-views that we will uh, review, talk about. Um, and the one that we're going to be talking about is SummerSlam 92. Hold on, hold um, on. I've got an intro card for it. Uh-oh. Pay-per-view review. SummerSlam 92. Very nice. Hey guys, Very nice. Yeah. So um we're gonna go. I mean, in a minute here, I'll read the matches. What matches there were. We're not gonna discuss in depth every single one of them. We'll we'll give a quick some of them we'll give a quick like, you know what, that was pretty cool, this, this, and that, and the other thing. And or we might look at one match on the card and just go, Yeah, move on. <laughs> and you and Logan knows which one we're going to do that to already. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but hold on here. I just I just had it open and it closed on my computer screen. Can you believe that? So, oh, just just so that as the people know, 
I actually attended this SummerSlam yes. 92 live in person at Wembley Arena in London when I was about nine years old, I think, 10 yeah, years we old, were, something like that. We were like nine, that. 10 years old, yeah. Yeah, around there. So um, I actually had a lot of love for this uh, just because it was the only kind of pay-per-view that I'd ever actually been to. But watching it back, I think what we discussed tonight, hopefully will put you in the mind to see it more how I see it. It, it, And you know, before I read the match card here, uh, because uh, Logan invited me over his house and we ended up watching, obviously, said pay-per-view. The whole time, as soon as it was done, we both looked at each other and went, oh my gosh, was that enjoyable. Yep. I forgot how good these old pay-per-views were or still are. You know, it was just one of those where it was maybe because it's so different than how it is now. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? It's just one of those. It was like it brought your childhood back because that's when we were both like nine, ten years old watching this. Yeah. Originally for the first time when it first aired. Just just entertaining. Yeah. Good wrestling. You know, it's a good card. Lively personalities. The crowd was very much into it. Oh, my God. They were. Mm hmm. So let me let me read the match card here, and then we could just go through it. Okay. okay. Um, so you have two dark matches. Yes. Okay. So I'll go through all of them first. First dark match was El Matador, Tito Santana versus Papa Shango. There was another dark match, Tatanka versus the Berserker. Okay. So now here's the actual televised card that we saw. You had the Legion of Doom versus Money, Inc., <clears throat> versus Nails, Shawn Michaels with Sherry versus Rick Martell, the Natural Disasters versus the Beverly Brothers, Crush versus the Repo Man for the uh, the, the world title, uh, Macho Man versus the Ultimate Warrior. Then you had Kamala versus King Logan's favorite wrestler, The Undertaker. And then the main event was for the IC title match, Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog. You got the dark match wrong. Oh, well, uh, did I? Really? Yeah, what, yeah, which one did I get wrong? Papa Shango versus um, Tito Santana, and the other one was a six-man tag. Oh, It was okay. um, Jim okay. Duggan, Bushwhackers versus the Mountie and the Nasty Boys. Okay, okay, so I got that wrong. Okay. Yeah, because um, remember, we talked about this as well. Oh, that's um, right. With, um, what got you guys will know is there's a, a quite a few spots um, in the actual recording. They only actually did some of those live. Only about three of those were done live. You mean and the they vignettes? Were on, yeah, the vignettes. Yeah, 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 and yeah, that yeah. was on the Titantron. The rest were all pre-recorded. Um, because like the nasty boys were on it earlier on, uh, the bushwhackers were on it earlier on, and that's because they were there because they wrestled. Yeah, uh, and that was pretty much it. But, but they weren't we on what you saw, though. They, they weren't, weren't on, what I saw. Yeah. I didn't see it until a year later, where I got it on VHS. Well, I was talking about the crowd too. I mean, or the people watching on pay per view at home didn't see those matches. You know, no, they didn't yeah. see those two matches. Yeah, but that's um, why all those vignettes were done with those specific wrestlers because they were already there. And and just to understand that Logan uh, uh, explained this to me when he's saying Titantron, it's not the Titantron you're thinking of today or during the late '90s. It was like if you go to a, uh, it would be equivalent to like if you go to a hockey arena or something like that, where you just see those little, or even a football stadium, you just see, I mean, those Titantrons are big, don't get me wrong, but they were fixated on certain parts of the arena or the stadium. So it's not like you had one area, which you knew was going to be over there where the wrestlers came out. This could have been, like you just said, he kept saying, oh, well, they kind of had to run over to the other side of the arena and maybe look up and they might be able to see something. Mm -hmm. You know, but but um okay so the first match logan was the lod versus money inc which was irs and ted dibiase um up 
a classic match came down on came down on Harley's for God's sake. That made the match by itself. But you could, I think you could see some bits there where um, Hawk was. Uh, uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, we we, we, drunk, we can we say. can say we can say this now. No disrespect to them at all. No, but no. Just through and you, the people listening, you probably know this already, but we, we're we're gonna say it is the story, and there's gonna be a lot of the story is, and and this discussion we have about the pay per view, but or rumor has it, or the word on the street, but rumor has it is they were completely hammered coming down to that match, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Logan, I think, actually knew that already, and he went, yeah, yeah look look how animals riding the bike. Yeah, it's like <laughs> shaking to the sides. It, yeah. was, it was bad. And you can see a couple of times in there when they're wrestling as well. Um, I think Hawk just was like walking around in a circle at one point because he just didn't know where he was. It was probably, hilarious. Probably to stay awake. Yeah. yeah but, but, but still a good match. Oh, Even man. drunk, they performed better than most of the tag teams I've seen recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean it was a great opening match. I mean, dude, just just that's the way the op- an opener should be, whether it's TV or a pay per view, because you know what, that set the tone. Yep for the, for for the rest of the pay per view. Because if it would have came out and it would have been a squash match, then guess what happens to your crowd? They're going to be dead. Yeah, you you could have anyone in the world come out there. They're just going to be like, oh, okay, what, what is this guy going to be terrible too? You know, but no, it was a great match. It was a lot of, um, of course, IRS comes down and what he said something, you know, all you English tax cheats should, uh, what did he say? Pay your fair share and leave royalty alone. Yeah, leave royalty alone or something like that. And, you know, that got them going. And the great, the greatest part was when uh, I think it was Hawk had stepped on his tie and went, oh my gosh, he's on his tongue. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's hilarious. Yeah. There was some really good commentary throughout the whole pay-per-view yeah, as well. And, um, <laughs> and, yeah, and then there's another match that I think the commentary that we think is um, was was fantastic. And speaking of commentary, before we get, uh, do you have anything else to say about about the LOD match? I mean, no, did you want to go? You didn't want to go into it more in depth. Just that we thought no, it was just, a fantastic match. I it thought was, it was a really good start match. It was quite long as well. It was like a good fifteen minutes long for an opener. That's long. Yeah, at that um, time, yeah. everyone got a good share of of the ring. Um, yeah, I got nothing else to say. It was a really good match. It was a really good opener. I was very into it. Oh, yeah. I mean, and we're both sitting there looking at each other, just going, man, I we miss this. Yeah, and I mean... And we, it just, and we were only through the first match. Yeah, and again, it's like crazy, and I'll say this again about a wrestler later, but IRS is such an underrated wrestler. The guy is gigantic and can spring himself off that mat. Yep. Like, no man's business. Top rope work, you name it. I mean... Great wrestler. Really good to see him in his element like that. And you know what the terrible thing was? Is I mentioned this to Logan, and he just looked at me and went, oh, my God. And I went, you know, this is a guy we grew up watching, whether he was, you know, went by Mike Rotundo or IRS or Mr. Wall Street when he got the WCW, you know. And I went, does it make you feel old that we're watching his kid wrestle now? And I think Logan was having a moment, and he went, who's his kid? And I went, Bray Wyatt. And I was like, oh, my God, it all makes sense. And the, same, and the same thing I said about we watched Ted DiBiase's kid wrestle, too. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, insane. holy cow. Yeah. You know, I mean, no, not no. that we're old. We were 10 years old when this pay-per-view happened, so do the math. Yeah. <laughs> you know. We're but, old. Dude, yeah, we're, we're old. old. We're old. We're old. <laughs> Well, I don't know about you, but okay. So I want before we get in. Well, no, let me let me mention this next match because I think we're going to be using our skip. Uh, uh, you know, remember how you used to watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and you were able to like skip or just pass. I think we're going to do that with this next match. It was <clears throat> versus nails. Pass. Yeah, unless you really want to talk about it. No. Okay. I don't. Good. And that's I really that. Don't. 
The only, <laughs> actually, the only part I want to talk about is the vignette right at the beginning. Okay. Where, okay. Go uh, ahead. Uh, 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 talks to a uh, mean gene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's great. It's like, I'm like, I'm from the rough streets outside Wembley Stadium. I'm like, Wembley Stadium is in quite an affluent area at the time. I mean, <laughs> I know you did say that like too. mean streets outside. I mean, it was like downtown Detroit or something. So I don't know who you're fighting outside, but we don't tolerate that kind of thing in England. Right. But the vignette was just over the top, pure gold. Yeah. I highly suggest you watch it just for that. Moving on. Oh. Guess who's oh. on the line? Guess who's on the line, Logan? I I really want to say um, <laughs> Mark Calloway, but I I know it's that time, and someone's going to be calling in. I so, would um, I would say your answer is probably no, no. It's not Mark Calloway. No, um, it's our resident rabbi, Rabbi Barris, who's out on the road on his rabbi tour. What is going on, gentlemen? Barris. <laughs> Rabbi, so yeah. so tell us, you know, tell us about the tour quickly because I know you only have um, limited time until you got to get back to your next event. I'm imagining. Yep. Yeah, well, I got to get back to the tour bus, basically. Okay. And uh, yeah, um, driving a really sweet Lamborghini right now, oh. and um, I had a tour bus. Where'd you get a Lamborghini from? Um, it was an add-on. Uh, for me to get to the tour bus. Oh, oh. So I had to get to the tour bus. I mean, I couldn't just you know drive. You know, Dude, you gotta drive. go. You gotta go ten feet to get to the tour bus. <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> so I pulled up ten feet. No, I didn't pull up ten feet. It's a little longer than that. <laughs> oh, Jiminy Christmas! You guys yeah, should hear the, the sound question system. Is, thing. The bigger question is. In that Lamborghini, how far did it? How fast did you make that ten feet? Point <laughs> three well, nanoseconds. I tell you, wait, you can fit a couple girls in this thing. I can tell you that much. Easy, Rabbi. <laughs> is it convertible Easy. or is it like a full shell one? Oh, full shell. Yeah, oh, I went, nice. Okay. I went like I went like Batman on it. So yeah, oh, sweet. Well, you are Rabbi, man. So. Oh yeah, so um, you know, just, it was just a little extra with the original contract, but I mean so, everything went well. So tell us where you are in the country right now. I am in the middle of going to the next city, which I will tell you about next week. I got to keep okay. you know keep people wondering. But the first city, the first city went very very well. Yeah, and um, the party was good. Um, what was the little, name of the first city again, just for our listeners? Oh God, let me try to remember here. It was like bread loaf or. Something like that. Hold yeah, on, I'm bread looking loaf. Breadloaf, New Hampshire, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. I remember seeing that. And I, I, you know, like all over the place. I'm like, am I in a convenience store or in a town? <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so what kind of reception did you have this time? Just like a couple of years back? I mean, I know you're going to different parts of the country now. So, yeah. No, people were expecting me. Um, we had the everything laid out. Um, really nice hotel, by the way. Thanks. Um, uh, Play out wait, 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 wait. Why are you getting hotels as well if you have this gigantic you tour bus? bus? Don't you sleep on the tour bus? Well, uh, well, we're on the road, yeah. But I mean, oh. you want a nice, nice. I mean, I have a nice, comfy bed, but the rest of the crew they gotta have something too. It's called Hello. underneath the bus with with Gentleman George. Well, no, that's where he's at. So <laughs> he's, we're still feeding him once a day, and you know, and. Making sure he's okay down there. It's a little cold, but you know he'll survive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 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 real quick, tell us tell us like what kind of reception you got. Like what what? Just run us through your your time there real quick. Uh, some banners, uh, a couple radio interviews, which I plugged the show. Uh huh. Uh, cool. Nice. So so see, nice investment. At least you can uh, do. I know, right? And um, there was a dinner in my honor, which was really cool. Um, oh. Then I uh, a special guest DJed for the night on Saturday, and okay. yeah, so it, it was a great time, great party. Uh, people were sharing they're gonna, you know, get in touch with their local rabbi and you know, kind of push them to vote for me. So, did, did you yeah. give any spiritual wisdom? Oh yeah, all over the place. 
Were, were you? T- were, did they bring you up on a stage and be like, Rabbi, tell us some stories, tell us some wisdom? Well, in between songs in the DJ booth, I'd drop a little oh, wisdom. Here okay, okay. Oh, so, yeah. And plug the show, of course. You know, well, yeah, you better, here. damn right. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. So, so it sounds like everything's going good. The uh, beginning so far, of the so 2021 Rabbi Tour. The, what did you call this one? The Road to the Ra- the Rabbi 2. Yep. Um, for those of you that <laughs> don't know. That's our, a t-shirt. Our, yeah, there's a t-shirt. For those of you that don't know, the uh, uh, our, our one and only Rabbi Barris won the 20, was it 2020 or 2019? 2020. 2020. Because yeah. that's you had the that's the year you had to cut it short for the because uh, of yeah. COVID hit. And yeah. uh, but the the uh, Council of Rabbis, so to speak, that at least that's what he tells us, got together and they <laughs> voted him the 2020 Rabbi of the Year. So um, he's on his way to he's trying to get a second one. But I got I got to get a second. One. Yeah. The, the main I point think. of it is, is Rabbi once likes to go out. He likes to be with the people. If I'm if, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he likes to spread his spiritual wisdom, and that is what these <laughs> yes, that is what the start of the whole meaning of this uh, Rabbi tour is. Oh yeah, it's a big party for everybody involved. You guys got to come out sometime. Oh well, we're here doing the show. We yeah, can't we all have, have to have be fun here like to you. do the yeah. show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we have to pay <laughs> for I, your I, stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could see if they could send the Lambo your guys' way, and you guys could drive out and. Unloaded. That sounds tempting. It does really. sound tempting. <laughs> Lambo just turns up at your house, D- dude. We did, we just we just have to uh, jump. It. Send, he'll he'll send the Lambo back, and then because uh, you know, good lord, you try to book an air flight, they're just going to cancel it on you. Yeah, so. exactly. My yeah. <laughs> no way. Mm-hmm. So but any any out for me? Anything else you want to tell us before? Because I know you have to get going. Wait, wait. Mm-hmm. What color is the Lambo? What Please. color do you want? It's on your dime. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for calling in, Barris. The, oh, anytime, uh, anytime. Those of you that don't know, he is the third member of the show. You know, we just previously stated he is out on his rabbi tour. So you never know. He might be coming to a town near you. You won't know he's coming until, well, he'll let you know he's coming. What was it? I think you have to at least give him a day or two in advance. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you got to get ready. So, but I mean, it's yeah. it's he keeps it as it's secret to us and it's secret to the audience until he actually calls in and tells us <laughs> where he is or what <laughs> and how much so, it's cost us and how much is this costing us? Yeah, so but you're getting the money back in promotions, so it's all good. Okay, uh, trust me, your budget for this is our promotional budget for <laughs> ten years. Yeah, right. Oh, hey, we ain't stopped. We're just like, you know, P. Diddy and Bad Boy Records. We ain't stopping no time soon. We're good. Yeah, go hang out. Hey, while you're up there, go hang out at the National Record Martin and go down to um, uh, Montgomery uh, Wards. And I need you to stop by uh, Sam Goody and uh, pick up a record for me, okay? You know, yeah. you know, I worked at two out of those places, right? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and I packed them both up. That was horrible. Yeah. But all right, Barris, uh, we know you're busy. We know you have right. things to do. Oh, oh. Um, Oh, oh, that was scary. Raccoon. Raccoon. You're who's driving the bus? Oh, the, I'm driving to the bus. Oh, okay. The, the bus left the without bus. me, so that's how I got the Lambo. <laughs> His and, own bus yeah. left without him. Well, I mean, hey, we were partying hard. I give the crew that's credit. Great. How long is it gonna be until they realize Paris isn't even on the bus? <laughs> yeah. Until <laughs> <laughs> we get a phone call. Like, do you know what Barris is? <laughs> Yeah, behind right. you doing 110. <laughs> okay. Oh, he just passed you. <laughs> okay, Barris. Well, have fun. Right, Check in next week. Good one. Yep, yep. All right. All right. We'll safe. see you. Yep. Okay, so um What's next? The next oh, the, oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. You, Rick, go ahead. Rick, go ahead. Rick the model Martel versus Shawn Michaels. Um sensational Sherry was there as well. Yes. And again, just like IRS, I'll come straight back and say this. Rick Martel is such an underrated wrestler. You, you know, I'm going to agree with you on that one, because, of course, when when we were that age, when we were kids. And, you know, even when we grew up a little and he was still wrestling, though, you we didn't pay attention 
to how, what they did in the ring. We were just like, I want to see wrestling. I want to see the bad guy get beat up. Mm-hmm, That's it. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, now that we're, you know, all grown up <laughs> years later. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you look back, like watching this match, you look back and you can really appreciate <coughs> how good of a wrestler Rick Martell was and what he could do in that ring. And you're right. He was very underrated. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad because just watch the guy wrestle in that match. He's got everything going on. He's got technical. He's got athleticism. He's got rope work. He's got flying work. He's got attitude in the ring. Yeah. Um, keeping with his whole character theme and everything. It was a joy to watch him and Shawn Michaels bat- duke it out. It was oh. a joy. I mean, that was actually, when you think of it, looking back at it now, that was a dream match at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we, we kind of get that Martel wasn't completely, he wasn't at the end of his career at all, but they had the new Shawn Michaels and, hey, Martel could really make him look good, mm-hmm. you know, but at the beginning of the match to go back to the beginning is we see the model strutting around in his, what his tennis coat and he has his tennis racket and you hear, um, Bobby Heenan going, uh, eat, eat your heart out, Andre Agassi. And then Martel comes up to the roads, eat your heart out, Andre Agassi. Did he hear you? I don't know. And then he takes out his racket and starts and starts swinging around the ring. And then I was thinking it. I was thinking it. Logan said it. It's a badminton racket. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a high neck badminton racket. Thank you. And I never noticed that before. I know. I was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So they start the wrestle. And for you, for those of you that don't know, there was a, the storyline leading up to it is there was, um, Sherry thought both men were very handsome. So if Sean was having a match, uh, with Sherry down there, all of a sudden Rick, you know, and this was leading up to it. And you would see this like on wrestling challenger superstars, you would see, um, Rick Martell come down to the ring. He'd wink at Sherry. Sherry would wink back. And then when Martell's having a match, Sean would show up and interfere. So blah, 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 blah. And Sherry really thought both men were very handsome. And so she gave the stipulation that, please, they they cannot punch each other in the face. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. They cannot punch each other in the face. So the match starts going. They lock up. And I'm not going to go through every move, but this is hilarious. This is classic Rick the Model Martell. They lock up. They get thrown to the ropes. Uh, Martell goes down. You know, Sean goes to the ropes. Martell jumps over him. Sean, you know, Sean goes down to, like, kick him or something. Martell does a cartwheel out of the way, and Sean gets mad. So what does Martell start doing? Jumping jacks. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, it was great. Yeah, that's, that's the first thing I'm going to think of doing is jumping jacks <laughs> after I just, you know, but then, but it goes with the character, you know, that, hey, I'm the model. I'm super fit. I am perfect, you know. But I know there's something you, if, if you remember, fast forwarding into the match, they were there and, and they had a heck of a match, some very good technical wrestling. Um, I wouldn't say high flying, but there were some good aerial moves. Okay. And then it gets to the point where they're so mad at each other. They're about to punch each other in the face. And then guess what happens? Sherry just all of a sudden seems to faint. So Sean goes over. Sherry falls off the apron down to the floor. He comes over and what's he starting to do? He holds her nose and he's like, should I give her mouth to mouth? And he just starts waving his hand in front of his her. hand over her face. Okay. So, 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 um, the referees come over. Martel pushes him out of the way. <laughs> what does Bobby Heenan say? He goes over to Martel and he goes, oh, Martel's going to pile driver. <laughs> that was, it was great. Martel's going to pile driver. <laughs> and we're just like, oh my God. Then he proceeds to give CPR. <laughs> yeah, it was so great the way he said it. Oh, he's got a power drive, Sherry. <laughs> oh, my God. We were howling. It was mm-hmm. great. 
But overall, I mean, it was a good match. I mean, and of course it had ended where they were both getting counted out. And please, you know, we're only going over bits and pieces of this. Go and watch it. If you have the network or if you can find it on somewhere other than the network, go and watch this match. I highly recommend Shawn Michaels versus uh, Rick Martell from SummerSlam 92. But the match ends where they both get counted out. And so each one of them, oh, by the way, Sherry's wearing an outfit that has no ass in it. You know, yeah, so we, we anyway. like that very much. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did you tell me when you were over there? Like we, we didn't care about Martel or Shawn Michaels. We ran because I was like three rows in and three rows kind of three seats in from right on the corner of the left hand sorry, the right hand side of the ring as you walk yeah. down the aisle. So when that happened, we like ran over. And we waited until Sherry walked past because we had heard all this stuff about that her ass cheeks were hanging out or something. <laughs> it, it, it was it was a nice view. It really was. And what did my, what did uh, Heenan say? Oh, they're all singing "Moon Over Miami." Moon over Miami. Yep. <laughs> but so they counted out. Each one of them had a turn carrying Sherry back to the ring. So what does Sean do? He takes Sherry puts her over her shoulder, and then you just hear the whole crowd go, ooh, because Sherry's bum is just mooning everyone at this point. Yeah. And then he, he Martell gets loose from the referees. He runs down, punches punches Sean. Sherry falls. He picks her up. Same thing happens again. Sean, you know, punches Martell. Martell runs away. And then right when they're about to get into the curtain, what? He came out with a bucket of water. Yeah. Meanwhile, but did you hear the crowd? Oh, yeah. I remember as a kid going, oh, is Martel going to turn as a good guy now? Mm-hmm. You know, because all he had was a bucket of water, and he's just looking left and right to the crowd, holding his hand up like, yeah, come on. And then he dumps, Sher- dumps it on Sherry, and mm-hmm. then they run it into the back. So highly recommend that match. Very, very good match. Okay. So, Logan, mm. here's your favorite tag team. I don't know what you want to say about them. Natural Disasters versus the Beverly Brothers. Yeah. And this was for the, um, I believe this was for the Tag Team Championships. The yes, Natural Disasters were the Tag Team Champions at the time. Yeah, they were. Um, so, yeah, I, I love the Natural Disasters because they were the big guys. They were the, you know, the guys with weight on them. And when I was younger, I was a lot bigger as well. So, you know, I kind of related to that. But um, I loved them as a team because super powerful, incredibly agile for their size, incredibly agile and endurance. I mean, these guys are out there smacking it around for like 10, 20 minutes at a time. You know, I get out of bed and I can barely breathe. So, you know, good for them. But I love them as a tag team. I really do. Um, the Beverly Brothers. Yeah. And, and and JD and I have talked about this yeah. before. It's just I don't get them. Like, there wasn't get a gimmick. There was a, was a gimmick. Like, were they from Beverly Hills or something? Or I mean, they were Bo and Blake Beverly. Yeah. The Beverly Brothers. But, I mean, they had the genius with them as their manager but we we spoke about this when i was over your house is i'm not saying they weren't good athletes i've said that before i say Mm -hmm. that about a lot of people but and and i remember barris got angry with me once when i was just like i never just cared for that tag team because what did you just say i don't get it like Mm -hmm. i didn't get it and I still don't get it. I mean, if I'm missing something, let, let think, me know. I think what the big issue with them is, is they were paired up with a genius. Oh, he's a genius. though. Yeah, he makes sense. But the problem is, is he goes down there and says, oh, I'm here with the Beverly Brothers. I'm going to read you this poem I wrote. Blah, blah, blah. Who were the Beverly Brothers? What was their deal? Were they like hillbilly Beverly's? Were they from like the coast? Were they Canadian? I don't know because I don't think I've ever heard them speak. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like and it comes down to where it's, there's just something about the team, the, the gimmick 
I mean, we could say gimmick, but I never saw a gimmick. I mean, I'm not talking about the athletes. I've said that already, but there's something about the presentation of it, which I just, I just don't get. They were so uh, vanilla, so transparent. Like there was nothing to it. So you know what they could have done with those? And it literally would have taken five minutes and cost Vince like $20. Pile drive Sherry. (laughs) (laughs) Giving them red pants and Soviet helm, like Soviet like hats, and just call them Igor and Ivan, the Russians. Instantly have got heat. You know, yeah, you know, so you could or, have just said they were Americans that traded to Russia. Yeah, you know, boom, they were they were trading, being traitors, and going to communism. <laughs> you know, they would have got instant just like heat. that. Yeah, they would have got instant heat. Yeah, they would have. They would have. You know, it would have made them more bloody interesting. That's anyway, true. The, the match. The match. Go back to the match. Okay, so the match, all right, it isn't a fantastic match, all right? A lot of the time, it is, it's, yeah, it's passable. Typhoon spends a lot of time in the ring getting double teamed. I mean, that's pretty much it. And Earthquake comes in for probably the last two minutes of the match. But in in traditional Earthquake manner, though, makes it look awesome. And yeah, basically pin one, two, three, done. Um, it's possible, it's a good match to have on in the background. Nothing really exciting, though. I always thought, and I still remember when I was watching this with my dad, that when Earthquake's about to do the earthquake move, mm. you know, or the squash or whatever it's called, the tremor, um, he's going to the ropes, and then one of the Beverly brothers is standing on the apron trying to stop him. <laughs> yeah. And the earthquake just comes, boom, and you see this guy launch into the air like, like ah! <laughs> you know, like, dude, you weren't going to And I loved it guy. because in the commentary afterwards, Heenan's <laughs> like, just see that cheap shot he took at the Beverly brothers. <laughs> it's like, no, dude, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of commentators, I wanted to get to this a couple minutes ago. And then Barris ended up calling. Um, I, I noticed, I, I told you this that evening we watched this. And I went, do you notice that the commentators didn't, it's, it's unlike today, they didn't have to be talking every second of the pay-per-view. Because mm-hmm. tell me if I'm wrong, right now, you watch, or I don't care which league you're watching, it's almost like SOP, standard operating procedure, where every second that the match is going on, someone has to be saying something. Yeah, and it's it's like it is one-to-one commentary. Oh, he just went off the ropes. Oh, he went off the ropes again. Oh, he's clothesline. Oh, he's blah. He, they're just that. telling me what I'm seeing. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, sometimes that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, in the old days. Especially when I don't know the move, that name of that move. Okay, now I know it, but I don't need a play-by-play of the wrestling, you know. And you know what they did, and and so this one you had McMahon and Heenan doing it. You would hear McMahon saying, "Okay, looks like it's going to be IRS and Hawk of LOD going up. Here they come, they tie up, and then Bobby would say something about going." You know, uh, I'm surprised they were able to get in the country because those are considered foreign weapons, those shoulder pads they work. They're telling you a story yep. about one of the teams until a high spot happens. Yep. And Heenan and McMahon would be telling you, be going, what are you talking about, Bobby? You know, they'd have no problem getting that over here. Oh, yeah, they would because, you know, it's not made out of English steel or whatever. And then when something big happens, all of a sudden McMahon would just interrupt Bobby and go, oh, here they are. They're coming up the rope, going into an Irish rip. Now he's down with a double axe handle, and now he's in a back. He's working on that left arm. Look at that, you know. But they weren't afraid as well just to shut up. Just to shush for a minute. When there was high action going on and people were into it, be quiet. Let us absorb the moment. 
And that's what we did because there were some of those matches you just hear, oh man, that uh, this is just for argument's sake. This is this an example of how he would do it. Oh man, that earthquake doesn't know how powerful he is. And then you wouldn't hear any talking, but you'd be watching him wrestle. Mm-hmm. And then Mc, one of the uh, let's say McMahon would come in and go, oh, would you look at that cheap shot, Bobby? He poked, he 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 just poked the earthquake in the eye. Well, I didn't see anything. You probably had to do it. You know, like they would. Yeah, and then and it was they would. Gr- yeah, they worked perfectly. I mean, my my four all-time favorite commentaries have got to be McMahon and Heenan and King and Lawler. Like they knew the game. They knew when to shut up. They they each had their quirks. Like yeah. Vince McMahon, half the time sounds like he's at an auction. Yeah, Heenan is great at his one-liners, just like blah 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 blah. You know, Jr. was amazing with his over-explanation, using the most craziest words to describe yeah. things. Yeah, you know, and King was just this sadistic little asshole that you love to hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and they well, then, played so well off each other. Then you didn't hate him anymore. You were just like, dude, it's always been King. We have to have King there. Yeah, you know, but I mean, the match was good. Getting back to the to the card here, yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was enjoyable. Um, yes. Yeah. So the next match, um, oh, I almost missed over this one. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this one. I think this was more of an what I used to call an incidental match, just like uh, 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 versus nails. Mm-hmm. There really wasn't any backstory to it. It was just let's, you know, which is cool. For that time, every once in a while, you just had an in, in, incidental match put on. Um, uh, but it was Crush versus Repo Man. And you told me at that time over in England, you had no idea what a Repo Man is. That's correct, because we don't have kind of a repossession thing like you guys do. It's done through the courts, but the bailiffs are the ones that come to your house and take your stuff. Okay. Okay. What, what is it? You can't pay. They'll take it away. Yeah. Literally. So, but with repossession, we don't use that word. So I'm like, who's this repo man? He looks like a cat burglar with like tires on him. Like, what's going on there? Like, they could have updated his character and it would have worked so well for the attitude era. You know? We talked about that. We did. Yeah. Like, like, it could have been a big chain with a hook. Give him like yeah. a wearing a big leather jacket, like pissed off, like repossession guy. I don't know, make him, you know, bad dude. He it it, it could have worked because you were getting instead of what did I say? Instead of making him look more cartoony, you made him look more real. Like, dude, there's there comes a repo, you know, there that's Big Bubba, the repo man. You know, don't call him that, but you could have made him look like hey, yeah. dude. And there are so many, like, he could have vignettes with anyone, all right? So he could be, like, with a camera by himself going, so we're at Shawn Michaels' house, so I'm going to repossess his car. And, like, literally have a vignette of him, like, towing his car away or something. And he that would be the kind of character where don't have him wrestle. Do all these where in the middle of nowhere, it's just the repo man is cut. Yeah, where's my stuff? The repo man got it. And then you go four or five months, six months, maybe even a year without him actually wrestling on TV. And then you finally the payoff would be you finally get to see him wrestle. Yeah, but only after he's repossessed the championship belt. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. That would be so cool. You know, they could have worked his character like that. It would have been so fun. Yeah. Um, but overall, the Crushing versus Repo Man match was was uh, again it was it was a passable match. It was enjoyable to watch. Not no real story there. It was just you know you had uh, Repo Man trying to be basically. If you didn't know this, they were Crush and Crush. You know, used to be in Demolition. Repo Man was Smash from Demolition. So basically, you had two former partners fighting against each other. But it was it was a good match. You could. Crush was still more of the novice, and you can tell you were able yeah. to see it, even though yeah. he's been around for I think this he's been around for two years already. This would have been his second year because he started in 1990. 
but you could tell he was more the novice, and then Repo Man actually did a good job making him look good. You could tell who was the vet, but it was a good match. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say about that one, but no, just um, you know, I yeah, it was it was a, it was an okay match. It wasn't bad. Um, it was some good wrestling. Yeah. Was about- uh, so so the next match, which I call the showstopper, and I don't mean that in a good way. I literally mean it was damn near close to being a show stopper. Like, how are you going to recover after this? Was the world title match, Macho Man versus the Ultimate Warrior. But you recovered quite fine. I wasn't talking about me. It was. (laughs) I think everybody recovered quite fine because this was the lowest point. Of the whole paper. And it shouldn't have been because look what no, the match was. It shouldn't have been at all. It was, yeah, it was a low point for me. It wasn't great wrestling. Um, there was a lot of extra story stuff with Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Which did lead to the absolute hilarious line of the night where Mr. Perfect picked up a chair and hit Randy Savage, and JD goes, see, he made that chair look great. That's right, see? See? I lost it. I absolutely lost it. Because what do I always say? Mr. Perfect was my favorite wrestler, and I was like, he was so good at what he did, he could have a match with a chair and make make the chair look good. Yeah, the chair apparently looked amazing hitting Um, Randy Savage. We're not going to be on this match too long, but... Um, oh, my, my overall was, I think this was the low point, like Logan just said, of the card. And it shouldn't have been, but the match was too long. And it seemed like it took a long time. Just, it was like the match was moving in slow motion, believe it or not. It was just too long. And I'm going... Yeah, I didn't even like this match when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, all right, all right. Is this the time we should have made a beer? We 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 could have we could have sh- ordered a pizza, sh- shop for a new home, took a trip back to London and back. You could have said hello to your mom, and the match still wouldn't have been done. Let me let me just say it like this, okay? The Old Warrior Randy Savage match was twenty eight minutes long. It Are was you serious. Yeah, it was longer than British Bulldog versus Bret Hart. It was the longest match in the whole pay per view. Wow. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That's nuts. That's yeah. Nuts. It was not something to, it was boring. Very yeah. boring. I was happy when it was over with. Um, moving on. Go ahead. Go ahead. The next match, the only match that we need to talk about. <laughs> It was Uncle Taker. Uncle Taker. Yeah, for Kamala. Oh, yeah. I mean, Harvey Harvey Wimpleman and... Wimpleman, not Wimpleman. Kim Chi, that was the guy's name. Kim Chi. Kim Chi, yeah. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) it's an Undertaker match. What can you expect? Um, Shit, he gets the shit beaten out of him. He gets back up. He beats the shit out of everyone. Um, well, hold on. How did he come? Explain how he came down to the ring. Okay. 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 Set the scene. Okay. It's now nighttime at Wembley Stadium. The sky is dark. The lights go out. A few floodlights come on and out rides this classic Rolls Royce hearse with the Undertaker hanging on the back of it as it plays his music and drives him down to the ring. What's this? Oh, my God. That is a hurt. His opponent being led down the aisle by Paul Bearer from Death Valley, weighing 328 pounds. at that. No, you look at 
to put Kamala in there. Gonna need a bigger hearse. Well, this is what 80,355 have waited for. This matchup to be followed by the Intercontinental Championship match. With the hitman, Red Arm, defending the title against the British Bulldog. Look at that idiot, the steering wheel's on the wrong side. It is probably one of the all-time awesome intros in WWF that I've ever seen. It was just amazing, okay? So, yeah, it was super cool. It's a classic Undertaker match. Um, it ends in a disqualification. I think it's Harvey Wimpleman hits um, Undertaker uh, with a chair yes, or something like yes. that. Yes, they, they, they were fighting, and it was <laughs> actually turning out to be a good match because, you know, at the time, the Undertaker only did those, like, throat thrust, ch- like, chop punches or whatever they were. And they were fighting back and forth. And then, yeah, Whippleman, I think, came in and hit him with his little doctor's bag or something. Yeah. And bing, 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 bing. But then uh, Undertaker went down, and Kamala went up and did his body splash from the second rope and then did a body splash again from the second rope and then did he get onto the, the top the top rope, rope. Top rope. to the top rope and did it again so you're like four body splashes now and they're like yeah he's dead undertaker just sits up well it was well hold on what did what did i tell you and i went i so remember like, the ending of this one i was like and i was like do you remember what the undertaker does here and you went no and i said it was right after the last splash off the top rope. And I was like, watch Paul Bear. Uh, and uh, yeah, Paul Bear is in the background. All you see is him going, oh, oh. And then he slaps the ring, and the Undertaker perfectly sits up at the same time. It yeah. was awesome, classic Undertaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like so good. And then he gets out the ring and just starts chasing Kamala and they all bomb it. It was awesome. It's such a good match. And that's and that's where Bobby Heenan's going, <laughs> that man is not human. Yeah. That man so, and that's what made The Undertaker work then. You know, there was never a character like that before. And there never great. will be again. No. And it was great. It was just yeah. a good match. It's a good classic Undertaker match. Yeah. At which, of course, the main event. Ahead, the British Bulldog David Boy Smith versus Bret Hart for the Intercontinental Championship. Okay, so we're going to talk about this match a little differently. Um, as the two uh, two wrestlers are getting introduced, I look over at Logan and I went, "Have you ever heard the interview with um, Bret Hart about this match?" And I can't remember if it was. Brett got interviewed by you probably seen these guys everywhere that Hannibal TV mm-hmm. they they inter- they do those shoot interviews you know there's a plug for you and or I, I I can't remember who it was from but um Brett was saying that I guess um Davey was out partying partying hard the night before and He's by the time the main event came around, he's really still he wasn't reco- fully recovered yet. He still had a pretty good hangover going on. So when Brett gets down to the ring, they're eyeing each other up. And um, hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself. But what Brett Brett was saying is there was a point in the match very early that they locked up, and Davy Boy was saying to him, "I'm." F- I'm completely, I totally forgot what we're doing. And I told Logan this, and I think you said something to the effect where, oh, we're going to have to see if we can find this spot. spot. Okay. And I think it was about, wasn't even a, it was about a minute in minute in. Okay. Give or take. And then those two went down real quick. And I think we actually stopped and rewind, rewound it and went, I think that's it right there because yeah. both the way they, their heads were positioned or something, we were like, they're talking. And I think that's where Brett 
was uh, was referencing that Davey was saying, I'm screwed, I'm screwed. I, I completely don't know what to do. I forgot everything we're going to do. And then at that point, I think Brett said, I told him, go to the ropes, I'm going to take you down. And then um, you explained it better than I did about we found the spots as we were watching this match of when they were talking. Yeah, there was a lot... So you, you'll notice in a lot of the match, there is a lot of headlocks. Yes. Okay. There is a lot of headlocks and you'll purposely see Brett stick his face right into Davy boy's head. And you can see his mouth. Well, his jawline moving, he's speaking into the back of Davy boy's head. So impressive because Brett had thought about this. Okay. Secondly, the other ones, which I didn't realize. Neither did I. All right. Until we watched it a few times was there was a lot of times where they'd lock up and the hitman would put his hand almost like a chin cup over Davy Boy's chin and his mouth. And then he put his head down and let his hair droop in front of his face on the sides as well. From this, it just looks like, you know, he's pushing into Davy Boy's chin. Because he's pushing Davy's head back, too. Yeah. So it looks like he's doing a move. But I'll let you continue in a minute. But when you notice how many times they're doing it. Okay, continue. Yeah. So if you look at Davy Boy, he is talking while Hitman is covering his mouth from the cameras. Okay. And yep. then Hitman is talking as well, but his hair is covering his face. He has his so head can't pitted see down. It. Yeah. And I mean, it is the amount of times this happens, Hitman was pretty much calling that entire match like free moves well, at a time. He said he did. He told Davy Boy, I'll get us through this. Just listen to me. Yeah. He, he, and he was literally, you could tell when he, they, he'd gone through the move set. And it was normally about three moves or so, because then they'd lock up again. You know, or they go into a headlock or he did a chin push, you know, yeah. and that he kind of, he, it just goes to show again how amazing Bret Hart is as a technical wrestler. Oh my. Working with other people. He, he practically choreographed that he match did. out on the fly with a partner who's drunk. I mean, Hung, hung over hung over severely hung over okay drunk um but i mean my god that you if if you just looked at it you know back as when we were kids you know you wouldn't you, know any difference it wasn't even till recently i only heard the interview was a few years old but i only heard this interview maybe a week or so ago you know i was at work and i had some podcasts on and i'm listening and i just want to get out so as many times as I've seen that match now, and then I told you before the match started about, you know, what Brett was saying, mm -hmm. we were looking for it. And it's one of those where it's like, oh my God, you know, there's, you, we could tell this is what they're doing because like you said, face plant in the back of Davy's head, you could see, you, you know, we're like, they're talking again. What, what did we count seven times with the palm? The chin palm. I think or something? it was six times with the chin palm, and at least four times in the headlock. In the headlock with his hand, yeah. But you know what? And uh, go watch that match and look for that stuff. Yeah, look for it because it's not incredible. A, that's not a knock on it whatsoever. Oh God, no, no. It's no. it's it's an extra bonus to it. It's because interesting. If you look at that match without knowing those facts or without thinking too much about what's being said and where, it's a great match. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a couple little too many grabs, but we know that reason yeah. why now. Yeah. Now we but know. Yeah. Still, it was a fantastic match. Really good. You know, and I just, again, it was, we got to the end. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, oh, I thought you were done. I am you, now. Apparently. You, you, no, 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 no. You cut out in my headphones. Oh, okay. Oh, no, continue, continue. Okay, I was just like saying, it was a great end of a pay per view match. It really made you 
want to stay there. And it was the second longest match. It was 25 minutes, yeah. nearly 26. You know, for that whole time, Brett was running that thing on the fly, choreographing with somebody who has a hangover. I mean, that's it just shows you the dedication the man had to wrestling. To me, I have more appreciation for that match now. Yeah. It made definitely. the match better. Because yeah. now, here's the thing now, is now I can't watch that match without knowing that now. Yep. Without thinking of, up, oh, that's where they're talking. I wonder what they're talking about. The, oh, and there was something you forgot. They were in one of their headlocks again, and then they started doing some backflips or something. And yes. then there was a point where Brett, you could you can see, and this also confirms our facts, you can see Brett shout at Davy Boy, flip me now. Flip or me was now. it or flip me now? Yeah. yeah. And he flips him. Yep. Yeah. And you can blatantly see it as well, him saying it. You know, it's it's, it's you can't really mistake it. No, but, no, 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 no. But yeah, it gives yeah. me a much better appreciation for oh, yeah. the match, much better appreciation for Brett. You can find us at ringthebellradio.com. Go there, click the big red button that says listen to the podcast. You can see our whole past library of shows. If you'd like to send us an email, ringthebellradio at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And I also want to say is um, if you go to our main Facebook page, which there's a link on the uh, previously said ringthebellradio.com, go to our Facebook page and you will see the first post you will see the link to join our fan page group i guess i guess that's what you call it we have a private group which if you want to join the discussion about what we're talking about here on the podcast or just wrestling in general hey we'll get on there and talk to you about it please leave your comments on our facebook or email us your fan mail hate mail or any kind of mail if you want us to give us feedback on any kind of wrestling whether it be this show or any wrestling match you want if you want us to talk about something specific get a hold of us whether it be through our email or social media so that's king logan over there in his box i'm jd you have been listening to ring the bell radio a wrestling podcast we'll catch you next time bye bye <laughs>